0: Amen. Hey, welcome to Cuyahoga Valley Church Online this morning. My name is Joe Valenti, and uh, I'm the youth pastor here. And um, one of the great joys of being a youth pastor for so many years, I've been here for quite a while, is uh, being involved in the weddings um, of, of students who have come through, and se- several of them who, who met in high school and dated through high school, and uh, for all of you students out there listening, know that is not my stamp of approval on dating in high school. Uh, but nonetheless, we had a couple that got married just recently. I got to be uh, part of their wedding. And, and uh, uh, the guy recently graduated from boot camp, and he's now in the U.S. Army. And, and uh, his wife was really, really excited to be married to a soldier. Um, the excitement, he, you know, he came out of boot camp looking good. Uh, he was svelte and buff, and he had his hair cut nice, and it was yes, yes ma'am, and yes sir, and uh, there, there are some benefits, right, to being married to a soldier, but one of the things we talked about in premarital counseling is that there there are also some things that might be a little bit difficult. Uh, when when the U.S. government tells you that you're going overseas or that you have training or that you have to work late, there's nothing that you can do about it. Uh, so there are some benefits to being married to a soldier, and there are some detriments to being married to A soldier, And we're going to look this morning to the fact that that is true of following Jesus. The benefits are uh, the most amazing benefits in in the entire world, but it's not always easy. Following Jesus is not always easy. And so if you would turn with me to Luke chapter 9, that's where we're going to be. And as you get there in your Bible or on your app, I'm going to set the stage up um, a little bit. The verses leading into our text this morning... Uh, in in those verses, Peter, one of Jesus' followers, actually for the first time. Uh, proclaims that Jesus is the Messiah. The Messiah was the long-awaited deliverer sent from God to rescue the people of Israel. And what they thought is that that the Messiah was going to bring immediate political and social change, that he would establish the kingdom of God on earth immediately. But Jesus' response to them is actually... Uh, quite different than what they think. Jesus' response to them is that he's not going to get up onto a throne. He's not going to overthrow Rome. In fact, what he's going to do is to suffer and to be rejected, and he would even die. It was a great reality check for his followers, and he goes on to say, and if you would follow me, You have to adopt the same lifestyle, the denial of self, the willingness to give up your life. So read with me Luke chapter 9, starting in verse 23. This is Jesus speaking. And he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. Before we dig into the majority of the text, I just want to note that last verse, verse 27, there are a lot of opinions about what Jesus means when he says that phrase, there are some here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. And I'm not going to deal with it this morning because of time. I will, however, uh, provide some resources, uh, some different opinions online this week at the CVC blog so that you can uh, explore what that text means. Not dealing with it this morning doesn 't affect uh, the rest of 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 the meaning of the text. so just to give you a heads up so that you don 't get to the end and go, "Hey, what happened to verse twenty seven so Jesus gives us three conditions to be his follower, right? He, he says that we need to deny ourself, take up our cross daily, and follow him. And he begins the phrase with a conditional statement that's really important. If anyone, right? If anyone would follow me, this is what needs to happen. So there are no escape clauses. There's no preferential treatment. Some people who don't get to do these things. Everybody who follows Jesus must do these things deny self, take up our cross daily, and follow him. And actually, the way that the verbs work out in those three commands, the third command, follow me, is the sum of the first two. So how do I follow Jesus? How do I obey that third command to follow Jesus? You do the first two, deny self, and take up your cross daily. And so, because of that, we're actually gonna look at the first two. Deny self and take up your cross, because when we do those, when we get those right, it accomplishes the third to follow Jesus. So, here we go. Uh, here's the first command. In order to follow Jesus, number one, here's your first point. If you're taking notes at your house, God gets control. In order to follow Jesus, God gets control. Look again at verse 23. And he said to all, if anyone would come after me, or that, 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 that means to follow me or be my disciple, let him deny himself. So what does that mean? What does self-denial mean? Many have thought it means to be like an ascetic or, or, to, or to, 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 to be done with all sorts of uh, anything that would bring you pleasure to deny any sort of enjoyment in life. And that's not really what Jesus means here. What self-denial means is that we no longer uh, exercise independent control over our lives. We're no longer in control. God gets control. And so how does that work itself out, though? How does it work itself out that God gets control of our life? Well, I think there are three easy ways to kind of break it down. Number one, we say no to the things that the Bible says no to, right? So uh, sex before marriage, getting drunk, lying, foul language, gossip. The Bible says, don't do these things. And so we say, okay, I won't do those things. So we say no to what the Bible says no to, and then we say yes to what the Bible says yes to. So the Bible tells, gives us lots of instructions, lots of commandments. The most commonly repeated one is to rejoice or to praise the Lord. There are other commands, sharing the gospel with our friends and to the ends of the earth, being generous with our finances, Uh, obeying the rulers that God has put over us, gathering of the saints for worship, uh, even if it's online sometimes, encouraging one another, praying for one another, forgiving one another. All of those things are things that the Bible says, hey, do this, and we say, okay, I will do that. So say no to what the Bible says no to, say yes to what the Bible says yes to, and then there's this third category that is probably the most difficult. We say, not my will, Lord, but yours be done in all of the gray areas, right? In every area where there's not a specific command. We say, I'm not in control, God, you're in control. And so there are billions, right, of things. We talked earlier about dating, so who, who to date, where to take vacation or if to take a vacation, how much money to spend on a car, what job to take, what ministry to be involved in, who to marry or if to be married. Honestly, any decision we make, there are a lot of things that fall in this sort of neutral zone. The thing itself is not good or bad. And we are to surrender control of every area of our lives. These these um the the nos and the yeses are clear. And we know when we've been disobedient cuz the Bible says to do this or not to do this, but the gray areas can be hard. Most career choices are neutral. It's not bad or good to be an accountant or a mechanic. Uh colleges, most colleges are neutral. Bowling Green or Ohio State? Which one should I go to? Well, they're neutral. So we say to God, not my will but yours be done, what extracurricular activities we're going to be involved in, how our families going to spend their time, what kind of house we're going to live in, what kind of clothes we're going to wear, who we're going to be friends with, how we spend our free time, our hobbies, and on and on and on. There are all of these areas where we say, not my will, Lord, but yours be done. See, the problem is if we're not purposeful with this. Like, how, okay, so how do we find out God's will? Well, we look to his word, first of all, and we look for instruction, but then we we, we, we look for the insight and guidance and wisdom of other godly people who care about us and the Holy Spirit will speak uh, through his word and through the, the, the wisdom of other people and sometimes we just get a feeling, like we just know that we're supposed to make uh, a decision one way or another but if we're not purposeful about that, if we're not purposeful about denying self every day, what happens is we default to self-indulgence, right? You and I, like self-denial is not super exciting. We want to be in charge. And so if we're not intentional about that, we will default to self-indulgence. We will choose comfort. And this is where Jesus' second qualification comes into play. Look again with me in verse 23. And he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. So in order to follow Jesus, number one, God gets control. Number two, comfort loses priority. See, self-denial means that we no longer exercise independent control of our lives. But taking up our cross means that we approach every day willing to give up anything, including our lives, for the purposes of God. This second commandment actually clarifies the scope of the first commandment. So deny self, God gets control, okay? To what extent or how much? And here Jesus is saying all of it, all of the control. We say yes when God says yes, we say no when God says no. And we do so even when it hurts, even when it's difficult. See, it can be easy to give God control of our lives when things are going well, when you're feeling blessed when there's no ripple in the water. But when things start to get difficult, when the waves of life start to come, then it is far more difficult to say, oh God, okay God, you're in control. If I'm going to go through a difficult season, you're in control, not my will, but, your, but yours be done. And then this is one of the litmus tests. This is one of the ways that we determine if we're truly a follower of Jesus. This is why Jesus says this, deny yourself and take up your cross daily. See, one of the things that would happen often as you read through the Gospels is as soon as Jesus called people to sacrifice, many would walk away. We like being on the winning team, right? When they thought, hey, the Messiah is going to come into town and he's going to take over the Romans and we're going to be on the winning side. Everybody wanted to be on Jesus' team, but as soon as he says, no, I'm going to suffer and die and be rejected and so must you, that sort of limits the pool of followers a little bit. And see, Jesus gives us the example. He doesn't just call us to this self-sacrifice. He gives us the perfect example. Only a few hours prior to the moment where Jesus is found carrying his cross up the hill to his death, He's in a garden actually praying to God the Father. See, Jesus, when he came to earth, when he left heaven and came to earth, he gave God the Father control. He he denied himself the the his his independence. So he gives God control, and then he says, not my will but yours be done. Literally, that's what Jesus says. He's praying to God the Father, knowing that he's going to suffer a cruel death, and he goes, is there any other way? Father, is there any other way that we can save these people? And the answer is no. And so Jesus' response is, not my will, but yours be done. Taking up our cross daily means that our comfort shifts way down the priority list. And obedience to God and his glory for his purposes moves to the top of the list, even when it hurts. Taking up the cross means that our approach to every day is like this. This might be the prayer or the the mindset of somebody who denies self and takes up their cross every day. Lord, I know you have control of my life By the power of the Holy Spirit, I will say yes to what you say yes to. And I will say no to what you say no to. And everything that's in the middle, Lord, I I deny my own comfort and I want to obey you first. So not my will, but yours be done. You have complete rights over who I am, where I work, my family, my health, my reputation, my finances, my future. And so if you take things away today, not my comfort, but your glory, Lord, if we get bad news today about cancer not my will but yours be done lord if you allow harm to come to my family lord not my will but yours be done if i lose my job i trust that you are in control if you call me to 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 leave this this full time job and go into ministry i'm all in if you want me to sell my house or cancel vacation or give more money away to ministry lord i'm in if you want us to adopt into our family lord we will do it if you want me father to stay single instead of pursue marriage for your purposes I will do it whatever it is I trust you Lord you are enough for me in good times and in bad my comfort is of least importance and your glory is of maximum importance in order to follow Jesus God gets control to comfort loses its priority and then the question sort of poses itself (laughs) why would I do that come on pastor Joe like why would I do that why would I give up control of my life why would I carry the cross why would I be willing every day to lose anything for Jesus like what's the cost benefit analysis well Jesus tells us continue reading with me verse 24 for whoever would would save his life will lose it but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what is a prophet a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words, of him will the son of man be ashamed when he comes in his glory and the glory of the father and of the holy angels. See, Jesus says it's pretty clear. You, you can't have it both ways. You either Save your life, everything is about you, you get control, you get to be comfortable in this life, and you lose it for eternity, or you give up control of your life now, walk daily, willing to lose anything for the cost of Christ, and you save your life for eternity. What do you mean, save my life or lose my life for eternity? What are you talking about? Well, the Bible gives us a really clear picture of what happens at the end of time. This earth will not always be as it is. There will be a moment where Jesus will return with the armies of heaven and he will defeat Satan and sin and death once and for all and everyone, you, me, we will all stand in judgment before a holy God. And there are two options, eternity in heaven or eternity in hell. And Jesus says right here, if you're going to spend all of your effort and all of your time in this world trying to save your life, trying to have control of your life, trying to be comfortable in your life, then you will lose it for all eternity. You will spend eternity in hell. But if you're willing to lose your life, to give up control, to carry your cross daily, to follow Jesus' example, for him to be the leader and the forgiver of your life, then you will save your life for all eternity. If you're willing to adopt that daily attitude of not my will but yours be done to lay down all claims on your life on this earth, you will gain life for all eternity, and there's only two choices. That is why this text is so hard. If anyone, if anyone would follow me, if anyone would have the hope of heaven, you must do these things. C.S. Lewis, in his famous book, Mere Christianity, tells a story, and I think it's appropriate. He says, when I was a child... I often had a toothache and I knew that if I went to my mother, she would give me something which would deaden the pain for the night and let me get to sleep. But I did not go to my mother. At least not till the pain became very bad. And the reason I did not go was this. I did not doubt she would give me the aspirin. But... I knew she would also do something else. I knew that she would take me to the dentist in the morning. I could not, listen to this, I could not get what I wanted out of her without getting something more, which I did not want. And that is the case with Jesus. We cannot have his salvation. We cannot have his forgiveness. We cannot have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. We cannot have the hope of heaven for all eternity unless we, we, we do something which doesn't always feel good. Denial of self, taking up our cross daily, giving God control and our comfort, moving to the bottom of the priority list. So you have a choice to make this morning, no matter where you are in your life or where you are physically out there. You have a choice to make. Either you follow Jesus by placing your faith in him, denying yourself and taking up your cross daily, the benefit of which will be you will save your life for eternity, or you ignore God and live for this life and lose it for all eternity. I prepped this sermon two weeks ago. I was supposed to preach it last week. But in the last two weeks, even the text of this sermon has brought up new things. And so, come on. Come on. Or wherever you're at, you're telling me you've got control of your life? I mean, look around, friends. It's a, it's a myth that you and I have control. So this morning, I just want to challenge you. You don't have control anyway. So just give God control of your life. Place your faith in him. Trust him that he is good and that his plans are good and that he knows what he's doing. We're so close to this thing right now. We're so close. We can't possibly know what he's doing. We have no ability to zoom out from 2020 and see what God is doing. But that's where faith comes in. So would, would you place your faith in him this morning? You don't have to do anything super special. I'm not going to lead you in special words. But if you just tell God, I believe you. I believe that you are who you say you are. I trust that Jesus died to forgive my sins and to give me a new life in the hope of heaven. He will come into your life this morning. He will save you this morning. There are going to be options at the end that Pastor Chad will give you. If you'd like to follow up via email, I would love to talk to you, as would several pastors on our team. And I also just want to mention to you, if you're a believer already, there are a billion applications for this message. There are so many ways that we need to deny self and take up our cross. And and I I can't possibly go through all of them. But I trust that in these moments, the Holy Spirit has been impressing something on your heart. Has been just pushing on something that in in your life you know needs to change. Maybe you've not done a very good job at denying self. And that's why this whole virus thing has caused your world to flip upside down. Because you're not used to denying self. But as a follower of Jesus, he says you have to. You have to take up that cross. You have to give up control. So believer, what does it look like for you this morning? In order to follow Jesus, God gets control and our comfort loses priority. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the internet so that we can go to your word together this morning, even virtually. And I, and there are folks scattered all over The state and even all over the country that I know are listening in right now. And so I pray, Lord, that you would just convict of sin where it's necessary, that you would draw more people into your family this morning, that people would realize that I would even realize in a fresh new way this morning I don't have control over my life. Control goes away like that. I don't want control. Man, I don't want control of my life. I'm a fool. So would you take control this morning? Would you take control? If there's anybody out there who's trying to cling to control and cling to their comfort, Lord, use this season. Use this season in the world for them to give up control that you might rescue them for eternity. And I pray, Lord, to those who are followers of you, that we, all of us, Lord, that are believers in you, that in new ways, throughout this virus that you would call us to deny ourselves, to take up our cross every day that you might be glorified. In Christ's name we pray, amen.